times I'm a convicted felon. Smoke, dope, drink, alcohol, I'm a recovering alcoholic and drug addict. Yep, some of y'all know what it's like. Some of y'all been there too. I still get just what I used to do. Now please allow me to reintroduce myself. It's your big head brother like no other. It's your man Michael Hayes and it's time for the Hour of Hope. I'm in the process of healing. I've been up packing my feelings. I've been too drummer alone. Nobody feel what I'm feeling. And they gon' act like you wrong, knowing some of the stuff I can't do it. And they expect you to hold on, knowing sometimes I'll be slipping. You mojo, hope. Your drama, cope. Your past, nope. Your future, dope. We healing our past experiences. We healing our past experiences. We healing our past experiences. Now come and join if you serious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's your big head brother like no other. It's your man Michael Hayes. I'm back. I know I ain't been with you in a minute, man. We ain't did a live show in a minute, so it's so good to be back. Big shouts to WDRB, bringing double information and inspiration. Yo, I love what you guys are doing. So today, yep, that's right. Your big head brother, your man, Michael Hayes. Of course, I got my son in the building, Mr. One Five. Yo, what's up, everybody? How y'all doing out there? <laughs> and yo, got a special guest. And I'm so glad she's joining us for the first time. I got my little sister. I got Miss Karen in the building. What's up, Miss Karen? Hello, everyone. Hello. Y'all, she talking all like she's shy. Trust me, she is not that quiet. She's way louder than that. But it's all good. We're going to get a loose, y'all. WDRB, you know how we do. Yo, big shouts out. This show is, of course, being brought to you by your Moja Health, Wellness, and Justice Collective, where we are creating community through connection and culture. It is also being brought to you, got to give a big shout out, to Counterflow. Counterflow, they are they are a part of our organization. They are a group of people that came together and said, you know what? We have some, we have uh, information about how the system works when we're talking about nonprofit organizations. And Counterflow came aboard with us to help us get our infrastructure correct, and they do it for the low low. And it's a beautiful thing when you see how unify how, how unity, people unifying and collaboratively, collaboratively working together to bring a, a better product, right? To bring better services, yeah. uh, uh, how we can really turn out fantastic. So big shout out to Counterflow. And also big shout out to my man, Philip Cooper, Operation Gateway. Yo, doing it big. So, like I said, man, I'm back. Your boy was dealing with COVID. Yeah, I know, right? I know, right? And and, and it had me out for like, for like three weeks, really, because it was two weeks where I wasn't present. Then it's been, I'm still recovering. It's been like a week of recovery for me, man. Like, I, I don't think people understand. Like, COVID ain't going nowhere. No. no. You know what I'm saying? We ain't got to get back right afterwards. Man. Right? You thought you was going to come back right out there. What? <laughs> what, man? I came here the first day <laughs> and, and broke all the way down. <laughs> by what? By, by that by that noon time, you was like, Ooh, man, I'm tired. Right. Yeah. Shoot, by 3 o'clock, by the time the kids got here. Had to go. Had to go. Had to go. And I hope for the future after school program, we got like 25 kids that consistently come, right? right. Yeah. And then we also, you know, we got some that are just lingering. So it could be up to 40 kids, right? right? And I'm trying to do what I do as executive director of Yamoja yes. and running the program. I'm like, nah, man. It's no. Like, yeah, yeah. So, so I mean, we saying this to really tell y'all, man, COVID is still it's out there. Right. We yeah. hadn't had the kind of snow that we need mm-hmm. in order to, like, kill viruses. Yeah. People think like yo, yo, we need snow. Nah, no, we don't. Like, yes, yes we, we do. do. We do. That cold. That's it's the reason why it's cold when you go in places like the hospital, mm-hmm. the, right. your doctor's office, mm-hmm. the grocery store. Yes, sir. It's cold because 
at a certain temperature, you kill germs. Man. If you ain't getting that cold like you need, you ain't getting that snow like we need, mm-hmm. it's still out there. And it's out there. It's yeah, out it there. It is, boy. So, so, I'm going to tell you what I... Uh, um, <laughs> We're gonna talk about black men health for a minute. Okay. We're gonna talk about we're gonna talk about our community, the black community, when it comes to health. And and this is not to this is not to be uh, uh I'm not accusing anybody, we're not right. blaming anybody. We're just gonna speak facts, right? right? Bring some bring some light. Share right, some okay, light. so so I took the COVID test, I took the home test, right? And uh it came up the first day it came up negative, right? But you know, my wife was like, yo, you sound bad, like you look bad, right? right. So I took it again. It's positive. Now, at this time, my wife was getting over it. Uh, uh, my youngest son, Hunter Reds, he had it. And, you know, I'm, the first time I went around my house, I'm taking everything, and I right. didn't get it. This time around, it jumped on me. This was the part where I had to really, like, do some... I had to do some self-analysis, mm-hmm. man. I tested positive, and I did not go... I did not go to see any kind of... Um, any kind of... <laughs> any kind of... Uh, Services from right. any health facilitation. Right. So I I I sat at home. Now my wife went and got she went and got uh, uh the uh they got a little they got some medicine for it now, mm-hmm. right? Antibiotics, she went and got mm-hmm. all of that, right? Matter of fact, she didn't go get it, she called it in. I went to go pick it up. But I'm like, nah man, I, I didn't even like go online. You know, you can do the whole health thing online. Right. Mm-hmm. I didn't even do that, right? And I had to ask myself why. Why did you know why? I know. So, so I, it's, it's a stubborn it's, thing for one. But I wasn't being stubborn because, like, I want to go. It's like I it's have the a, stigma. It's the stigma, it's the stigma. As a black man, as a as a black person, period, we got that resistance of going to deal with a system from what we deal with with dealing with a system. Mm-hmm. A- after so long of that, like, think about. What were we talking about earlier? The Tuskegee tribes. Mm-hmm. Think about Tuskegee experiment. Come right. on, man. We went in. The, we going in there thinking we going for one thing. Mm-hmm. Going and, to get healed. And, going and to get some. Up leaving with syphilis. With syphilis. syphilis. Yeah. That's crazy. And yes. didn't tell us, Mm-mm. right? For years. Right. For years yeah. that went under the radar, mm-hmm. and then it's still not treated with uh, uh, a harshness or a severity in which. People who did it because they're attracted. Yeah, no one. Yeah, no one was. No one was held accountable. No one. Exactly. Yeah. So once you put that stigma on the person, mm-hmm. I'm not going to your hospital. And I'm not going to your doctor's office. I don't know. And then it's the, the. I hate to use this phrase, but that's what it is. The illiteracy. Mm-hmm. It, and it's you know what I'm saying not just not being able to read, but health illiteracy. Or, or just- you know the medicine that they're gonna try to give you. Exactly. And then if I'm illiterate on what this medicine is, right. you you have uh scientific names for everything. Every like uh any acetamiphidine, that ace I think I'm saying it right, estomorphine, something, mm-hmm. something something like that. Y'all right. know what I'm talking about. Sit on the <laughs> That's Tylenol, but if you put it in as acetaminophene, we don't you know, don't know that's Tylenol mm-hmm. exactly. unless you have that medical literacy. So right. when you Put the illiteracy into it, and I'm looking at these medicines, or you're talking to me in a in a manner in which I don't understand what you're talking mm-hmm. about. You tell it, and this is involving my health, yes, my well being. Yes, yes, you're talking to me yes. in that manner, and mm-hmm. I'm not understanding what you're mm-hmm. saying. Boom, you lost me right there. I don't need to be here. So one of the things that was, you know, I thought about as I was doing the self analysis, right? And um, I thought about my blood pressure, right? I've been going to see doctors about my blood pressure for 20 years, mm-hmm. 20 plus years. 
And all it is is I get more medicine, right? And then I find out, um, I go to the doctor, and I, you know, as soon as I get in, my heart rate starts. My blood pressure rises just from going just into going in the office, right? So then they take my blood pressure, and it's like, it's high. So, um, you know, one of the doctors that was like, listen, let's have a conversation, right? Let's have a conversation. She didn't say she was going to retake my blood pressure. Mm-hmm. like, let's just have a conversation. So she asked what I did. Started talking about your Moses. Started talking about, you know, my children. Just started sharing, like, personal information. And we created a connection while I was doing this, right? She said, okay, let me do something real quick. Just keep talking, Michael. And she put the cuff on, right? The blood pressure cuff. It took my blood pressure. She was like, oh, my gosh. I said, what? She said, your blood pressure has come so far down. You are not in danger now. So my thought process was, did it rise because it, because I was going there or did it, did I start panicking because, you know, I checked it in the morning, it was high, like, oh man, then I got to go to the doctor. So then it gets higher. You know what I mean? And that's, that's not because of, well, there's some things that I've experienced at the doctor's office, but that does come from that stigma. Mm -hmm. That fear. Right? I've been in doctor's offices where my man took my blood and he shoved that needle so far on my arm. I'm like, yo, bro, this hurts. Yeah, Right. This hurts. So I'm sitting in the strain of blood. I'm like, yo, man, take this out. And he's like, it's going to be all right. I'm like, no, man. It's, it's not it's, all right. And then my arm is swollen up. Like, you know what I'm saying? So I go back and it was like, man, whoever took your blood hit a muscle. Come on, man. Hit a it muscle. Was that far in your it arm. was that far in my arm, bro. And I'm telling him this, but he's not receiving any other information. So there's a fear, but there's a, there's a true stigma that goes with it. But there are also some times where we just like, nah, we ain't doing it. You know what? Especially when it comes or, to black men. Or it's not for me. Or it's not for me. <laughs> that stigma, that that fear, uh, that um, that encounter that you had when you stuck that needle too far in your arm, that also translates to uh, a racial thing that they have learned about us or that they feel they learned. Let's talk that, about that. that. That our threshold for pain is a it's lot higher, higher than white mm-hmm. folks. Exactly. They still teach they, that. Mm-hmm. They, there, are, there, are, there are medical schools that still teach we have that black people, specifically black women, mm-hmm. specifically black women. True. That's, and that's dangerous. That's very dangerous. Mm-hmm. That's not true. Speak on the camera. We feel pain. Yeah. That we do. And they do expect us to be on strong black women. Mm-hmm. But in that sense, no. When we talk about strong black women, you know, and I've heard some of my sisters tell me like, yo, you know, I know that's a that's that's what they always say, but that's not what we always want to be. That's not what we are all the time. Right. Um, and I think they get it out of take it out of context. Mm-hmm. We're strong black women for our families. Right. We're strong black men. Um, women when it stand behind standing behind the black man or beside the black man. Right. Um we have to be strong because the the system have have taken our black men and, mm-hmm. and locked them up. Yeah. And we was left to still yeah. take care of the family. Mm-hmm. That that's being a strong black mm-hmm. woman. But when it comes to pain, no, I feel pain. Right. I feel like childbirth pain right, right. like that white woman feels. Right, right. So, and then, I, I, like, quickly, I just want to talk about some of the experiments that happen mm-hmm. to black women. So, when we talk uh, abortion, of course, mm-hmm. you know, the lady that created this whole idea of abortion, her whole idea was to eradicate the black race. True. And you know? they were paying for abortions. So This was back in the 80s. It, so, so, even before, prior to that, 
the experiments to find out mm-hmm. they could get the fetus and kill the baby mm-hmm. was done on black women. That's just to get rid of the just to, to stop them. with no pain reliever, Ooh, with no with n- none of that, right? These are the these are documented experiments that happen. So, and the sad part is that that narrative continues. So then we have a whole community of black folks that don't trust going to the hospital that ends up being detrimental to us because when we look at, big shouts out to my man Joe Green, when we look at Joe Green who has become a spokesman for black men getting up, uh, colon, right? Mm-hmm. Right? Go get that colon check. Right. Matter of fact, he was on uh, TikTok the other day and he was giving some, uh, some uh, uh, like if you see blood in your stool, mm-hmm. like dark red, light red, whatever it is, go get a check because you might think it's hemorrhoids, but it might not be. Especially if you've never experienced hemorrhoids before. That's the first thing you think because that's what we're programmed to think. And they're telling you to get checked earlier. Exactly. Oh my gosh. It used to be it used to be a 50. Mm -hmm. Uh, A few years ago went to 40. Now, because we know brothers who was in their 30s that passed a prostate cancer and colon cancer. Right? Right. So yes, so yo, get checked early. We talking we talking like 20, 25, 30. Go get checked. And I know you got that stigma. I don't want nobody sticking nothing up in my butt. Man, listen. <laughs> Pancreatic got, cancer and colon cancer are two of the highest killing cancers. It's taking us out. Us. Mm-hmm. Exactly. It's, it's taking, taking us out. out. So, mm-hmm. so, so with that in mind, with that in mind, I want to leave y'all with this before we go to break. The stigmas, yes, we understand the fear. And because of the fear we have, it has a total, it has a, it's generational, it's passed down, and it's been, and it may, you, you don't even, you probably can't even put it in context sometimes, but you know that there's something wrong when you go to the doctor because you feel like you don't belong there, you feel like somebody's not going to hear you, you don't feel validated, you're telling them what's wrong, and they tell you something else, and they put you on a bunch of meds, and it doesn't work. But when it comes to us taking ourselves or getting checked by someone who looks like us, there are a lot of black doctors around yes. now. There are a lot of community organizations here in Asheville. We got a BIPA. A BIPA, big shout out to Juana McKeecha Greer. Like, they're doing it big over there. They go to the communities yes. to have these tests. And uh, now they have certain blood tests where they don't have to stick nothing up your behind. But if it's severe enough, they're going to do that. They got to check it. They got to check it, man. They got to check it. Go get checked. And for those who are listening... Please stop spreading the rumor that black people, specifically black women, can take pain. Can can that threshold of pain is higher? Let that go. Yes, yeah, let it go. That's not true. Let it go. Let, let go. it go. Hey, yo, man, it's your big hair brother, like no other, Mister One Five and Karen, Miss Karen in the building. <laughs> this is the hour of hope. We coming right back right after these messages. Yo, Ty, let's hit him with some tribe call quests, baby. Let's go back. I like that. No doubt. Yo, I took you out 
But sex was on my mind for the whole damn route My mind was in a frenzy in a horny state But I couldn't drop dimes cause you couldn't relate My mama and I'll be your boy Original road boy, never am I coy You could be a shorty in my ill convoy Not to come across as a thug or a hood But hun, you got the goods Like Madeline Wood By the way, my name's Malik, the five foot freak They say we get together by the end of the week She simply said no, label me a I said how you figure My friends tell me so I hate when silly groupies wanna run the yacht Word to God, hun, I don't get down like that I'll have you weaker than knees that you can hardly speak Or we could do like Uncle Ella swinging up in my jeep Keep it on the down, yo, we keep it discreet See, I'm not the type of kid to have my biz in the streets If my mom don't approve, then I'll just be low Let me save the little man from inside the boat Let me hit it from the back, girl, I won't catch a hernia Off on your couch, now you got Siemens furniture Shy, he fight for the extra P Stacy Beetle, PJ, and my man LG They know the ass track is really so on ice The character is of man, never ever a mice Shorty, let me tell you about my only vice It has to do with lots of loving and it ain't nothing nice to the Isle of Hope. Of course, it's your big hair brother like no other, your man Michael Hayes. I'm joined uh, uh, today with, uh, and I'm so thankful, I got my sister Miss Karen in the building. Of course, my son, Mr. One Five. Yo! Hello! W WDRB bringing double the information and inspiration. So glad to be here today, man. And uh, of course, it's Black History Month. So we want to honor those who celebrate Black History Month. We want to honor those who have made substantial contributions To, uh, to our society, to the world, to the universe. Um, and I want to have a conversation real quick, man. All right. Because, you know, our children, I'm going to bring the hope for the future kids here in a few, but, you know, our children, they still learn. You know, we have the opportunity to go to the schools. Right. Mm -hmm. And they still learn three people. Mm -hmm. Dr. King, mm -hmm. Frederick Douglass, and Rosa Parks. There we go. <laughs> and it's like, that's what they... It's crazy because that's what they teach black history is. And then when you learn about the civilization, the civilization of blacks, you, with school, it starts with slavery. Yeah. Wow. You don't and us, that's, they don't give us Massa Musa. Mm, they don't. Which was the richest man of all mm, times. Right. Mm -hmm. They don't give us the kings and queens. They don't give us the... Uh, you they don't, don't give us Shaka Zulu. Mm -mm, they don't. You don't get, they don't. Right. The, our real black culture, and that's why we so lost, because our real black culture is not given to us. Our real black culture is not given to us in a learning environment. Exactly. Now, nine times out of ten, if you learn anything about black culture, it's from your community. Mm -hmm. It's from your, your, your family. family. Hands mm -hmm. down. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's and that's why we do what we do here with your Mojo Health Wellness and Justice Collective. Uh, uh, with Hope for the Future program, we give them access to their culture, right? right? But, uh, so, so, <laughs> Man, I know I've rub some people the wrong way. Hey. I'm just not a believer in Black History Month. I agree. I, I agree <coughs> because I, I'm I'm 265 what? 
I'm right. 365. 365. Black. Right. Right. 365. Yeah. I want to learn and, and, and empower black people mm-hmm. every oh, day. Yeah. Every mm-hmm. day. Every day. I want to learn something new of something that a person that looked like me right. added to our community. Mm-hmm. Or, 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 or to the to the United States. Right. And then it's crazy because right. when you get like it's so many things that we contributed that we don't even know right. were done by a black person. Right. Like, we learn there are so and not even just things that we done that that they, that are not talked about, but things that are widely talked about that we done that has been whitewashed. Right. right. Whitewashing is Meaning a white real thing. Exactly. That's why I'm about to say, man, if you don't know what whitewashing is, right. that's when you take something that is of another culture and you make it as if whites, Europeans done that. Mm-hmm. Uh, prime example, Jack Daniels. Jack mm-hmm. Daniels is yeah. one of the Premier whiskeys, especially coming out of the South, developed in Tennessee. Right. What you, the name and the people who own it are white, but did you know that that recipe, recipe was founded by a slave named Nearest Green yeah. who developed the recipe for whiskey? Yeah. The, the Jack Daniels signature whiskey, number 13, that they've been using for a hundred over a hundred years. Yeah. This was developed by a black man. He was, a, he, he was a master distiller. A master. Not not just a regular distiller. Right. He was a, a master, master distiller, distiller, meaning he put in over 10,000 hours he in protecting his craft. craft. That's right. And he crafted the taste. He developed the recipe for Jack Daniels. Yes. But you didn't even know this until five years ago. Right. Right. Or less. Five, five, five or less years ago, I say, when was I behind the bar at Benet? It was about five years about ago. About five years, yeah. That is when Jack Daniels was like, you know what? Let's get this man his flowers. Mm-hmm. After they done made right. millions, millions, millions of dollars, millions, millions of yes. dollars yeah. off of this recipe that he mm-hmm. created. Mm-hmm. Now you want to give him his flowers. Yep. And even then, there's the even by giving him his own brand of Jack Daniels, his name, that he will never be able from the time that they recognize right. it to forever to catch up with the money that they've made off exactly. His name. exactly. And even now, it first of all, it's not going to be able to catch up because they put his name under their company. Mm-hmm. So even by them doing that, right. you're still never going to eat, you, you're going to get. You have recognition now, but you'll never truly get what your worth was. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's 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 crazy because um it's Black History Month. Super Bowl is coming up. By the time y'all listen to this, the Super Bowl will be the next day. Yes. Um, you know, go Philly, right? <laughs> yes. You know, a big South South. Big South and they, they are they are really pumping this narrative of two black quarterbacks facing each other in the Super Bowl. Uh, that should have happened long ago. <laughs> so, so great props that is happening now. Mm-hmm. But that's a narrative that takes away because now we're just focusing on that instead of focusing on so many more contributions that we have made as a culture mm-hmm. of people. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, blood transfusions would mm-hmm. be happening without black folks. Stop likes would be happening without black folks. You wouldn't have your cell phone without the... The cell phone antenna. Come right. on, bro. Created by a black person. Come on, man. It's a, it's a lot of contributions to our society mm-hmm. and technology and technological advancement mm-hmm. that we have partaken in that you wouldn't even know. Let's talk about this. 
Europeans wouldn't even know about bathing. Come on now. Right. Let's talk about the Moors now. <laughs> you know, but I mean, as we, as we, as we, as we, we can have these discussions because, you know, we have the opportunity uh, uh, to be sons and grandsons of, you know, uh, uh, the late A Elder John man. R. Hayes, who uh, made sure that he instilled our history in us, but then our history, and I love the fact that he said, you know, he said, I can get with African-American because, and we say African-American, that should be for everybody because the creation of life started in Africa mm-hmm. for everybody, right? But he said, I, I I, don't want us to digress and think that's the only place that we are from, right? Right. When he talked about the uh, the indigenous people, you know, he talked about the, the bloodline of the creek that runs through our blood because it ran through his, right? Right. Uh, uh, and then to find out that, you know, our mother, your mother, your grandmother has, uh, I, th- I think it's Blackfoot. Blackfoot. So, so, yeah. yeah. She's from the uh, from the Lumberton area, right? right? From Rockingham, but Lumberton area. So it's like us understanding that we've been here for a long time. We've contributed to horticulture, to science, to so many things. Um, I so So for me and Black History Month, like, no, it has to be Black 365. Uh, yes. 365. Um, we, need, we need to put that on a shirt. Yeah. Black 365. Yeah, the next shirts get made. Yeah. Black 365. Yeah. And then, and I'm going to bring our young people up, but um, man, we, we have access to too much information right. for our schools to only allow them to talk about Frederick Douglass, Martin Luther King, and Rosa Parks. Right. And then to really start it from slavery to the Jim Crow movement to all that. So, you know, and then. And then they want to take they want to take real black history away. Ron DeSantis in Florida. Ron, look, Ron, look, man, this is what we gotta understand. Ron DeSantis uh, in Florida, uh, uh, African American history, AP African American history, trying to ban it, you know. But you have to understand this 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 man is gonna run for president. <clears throat> this man is going to run for president. Somebody who's the governor of Florida that is banning African American history. But you know why? Of course, we know why. But talk about it. (laughs) They they want to ban Black history because if you get in the well, Mm -hmm. not just why they want to ban it from the schools, and why not just banning it from schools, but not telling us where we originate from. Oh yeah, the original history. Because if you tell the truth, Mm -hmm. then you gonna expose all the lies that you told up into this point. Right. Right. That and it's. With us being in this age of information, we can we can easily go find the truth. Mm-hmm. Right. So now they're trying to make well, let's not even let's go ahead and cut this out. There's a financial there's a financial fear that's with that too, though. Right? Yeah, because now you got to give us if if you have lied mm-hmm. and built your institutions and your organizations on land and. Uh, profit that was stolen and gained mm-hmm. from the measures that it was gained from, then you have to give mm-hmm. reparations. Mm-hmm. That's why they. That's why that. That's why that, that conversation within uh, uh, your Senate yeah. and and the House of Representatives yeah. Yeah. and even locally in your Chamber of Commerce. This is why this conversation is so scary to them. To repair the damage, they and every time we talk about repairing the damage, reparations. The first thing people want to say is, "Oh, you just talking about money." Like, no, I tell you what, I this this is what I say. You ain't got to give me a check. Just give me back what you took. Right. Asheville, North Carolina, give back what you took. Give back right. the land that's by the river. Arts district, district. Give back everything on Charlotte Street. Mm-hmm. Give everything. That's, that's what I was about to say. Pass the river. Arts. Come on, right. bro. The primary 
land, built more forest, built right. more forest, Hill Street. Come on now, give me all Downtown. that. Downtown. Yes, you have so that. much land that was taken from us with city buildings sitting on them right now. Right. Getting people, they man, they. Uh, I just look at what they did with just just recently in the block it itself mm-hmm. with the block itself. Yes, they broke a whole black community up. Mm-hmm. Yes, bought it out. If they couldn't buy you out, they found a way to put to, you to, out to, to condemn right. your building. That's right. To say it's not worthy. This, I'm, you can't even be here. It's so noted. Uh, big shouts out to Miss Catherine Mitchell. She's also of the African American Heritage Commission that I serve on too, but. Her and uh, Brother Marcel, Brother Marcellus, they have maps of all the land that was taken. You remember when we had to move Red in? Line. And we looked, mm-hmm. Carry Red you line see these maps. maps, it will make you cry to see how much they took away from the black community by condemning it. Not by selling it, right. by condemning it. Oh, yeah. Let's go and get y'all up out of here. Right. I mean, look at, I look at where my granddad and my grandma was in the 90s to having that building condemned and getting them out of there mm-hmm. to see where they at mm-hmm. now. Right. You know what I'm saying? Y'all mm-hmm. took away a whole means of a family to eat. Right. Yeah. Just from, y'all gotta go. Yeah. They stopped this. a lot and of now I'm looking generational at wealth. And then what's it, going on right. in that area. Right. Now y'all got big hotel businesses mm-hmm. coming in mm-hmm. and putting millions. I mean, yeah. they put I want to say it was like 10 million mm-hmm. they put into that hotel mm-hmm. right there in the right. middle of the block. But Asheville does have a reparation commission. Um, <laughs> we have a reparation commission that is really about doing this work. Right. It's hard conversations. And until you are uh, uh, ready to sit in uh, an uncomfortable space, right, and have uncomfortable conversations, but know that because of these uncomfortable conversations, healing is happening and right. we're coming to some resolve because there has to be some resolve. There has to be some repentance. There has to be, you know, repairing the damage so that we can start rejoicing and getting our stuff back. Right. You ain't got to give me a check. You can give me exactly. what can create generational wealth. That right. is the land that you took from and us. That's what they but do. They, they will not. Man, they still building on them. Right. Come on now. So, uh, because they know it's walking so much down the block on Saturdays mm. was a proud moment. Because you remember, mm-hmm. we had all these everything, black yes, everything that you walk over here, yes, eat, go, go get, get something, something to eat. Come on now, get yeah. you some new kicks, yeah, yeah, yeah. get everything, you an outfit, right? Yeah. Everything we need, pick up your medicine, go hang out at the little park, right? Come on, everything man. we needed to survive mm-hmm. as a community. We had mm-hmm. right there in the block, right mm-hmm. there. They tore all of that, yeah. And because we're accustomed to uh, collaborating and moving in a collective way, that's why you see in certain uh, housing developments that you have you have a candy store, you got somebody right. cutting hair, you got somebody coming through with the latest clothes, the, the, with the latest right. fashions. Shout you out to Freddie, you know exactly, <laughs> exactly. So, so, and that, and, and and so, oh, let's get to this. So we know how we move collectively, right? In collaboration. Mm. What they keep trying to sell us is that we can't get along, that we can't do business together. And you have people that buy in. Propaganda is so real, and they right. still use those same things to this day. To uh, It's always about divide and conquer. If they can divide us, then they can conquer. So, right. and I don't, listen. They've been pushing that since the, the 20s. Yeah, so, and we're not, we're not saying, look, we don't want to shame you. You know what I'm saying? Anybody that is not of, you know, that, that is not of this culture that is listening, please understand this. It's not to shame you. It's to make you aware, aware that if we're talking, and we're talking like, 
and we're going to talk about this in our next segment. If we're talking moving into this collective, collaborative way, then we got to start doing things different. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it really ain't that different because God already told us what to do. Mm-hmm. Jesus said to love each other as I have loved you. Love each other as, yeah. as I have loved you. Yep. So if we look at it from that perspective alone, we can start changing things. Because if you love me, you'll be willing to say I'm sorry. Right. You'll be willing to repent, to turn away from. Right. You'll be willing to restore, right? So when we start, when we talking equity, quit talking equity. And you're saying, I'm going to give your nonprofit $10,000, but I'm going to give this white nonprofit because they wrote it so well because they have a 460-year head start on how to run nonprofits and all this education and the words that we use. I'm going to let them get uh, $10 million. Right. But I gave you $10,000. No, we're talking equity. Give me the $10 million. Right. Because equity is making sure I have enough mm-hmm. to put me on the same status and the, the same and the same place that you are. Mm-hmm. All right. It. It's your big hair brother like no other. It's your boy one five. Karen in the house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is the hour of hope. We'll be right back. Yo, my man one five gonna hit you with one of his original joints. Ooh, we let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful. You got to know that you're black. It's beautiful. In the spirit of the late James Brown If you know it, gon' say that loud I'm black and I'm proud I'm black and I'm Skin of a slave and they hate that Before the chains and the whips, we was great blacks Talking kings and queens, rulers of nations Mountains of stone was etched with black faces And I ain't talking Sambo, warriors out the jungle Way before Rambo, the most influential culture on the face of the earth Why you think they try to take the view of you since birth? Pick up a book, young brother, and learn your worth Rothschilds wasn't the riches of rulers, that's Massa Musa Eyes on the prize of that do you like Martin Luther Or Malcolm and Huey Newton Or Fred Hampton from Eric Garner's to Sandra Bland's See, they hate us and treat us heinous Because they ain't us and can't be Though they try awfully hard But this black was beautifully gifted from God Not a choice or a decision, it's a given Survivors of circumstantial living Meaning get it how we got it Make it out the hood and pray that ain't nobody shot us And stay up out them shockers Cause they love to lock you down And see caught up in the cycle of perpetual destruction That's why it's on us to Realize that we special a design that was crafted by the hands of God Your skin tone like the sands from the lands of gods Your bloodline is that of two common to Ottman Rock That's royalty, explaining who you are through this poetry Took us from our land and tried to break us from ourselves Then reconstruction our structure and enslaved us for their wealth Set us back a million steps, so million man marching Understand the strength of numbers and the unified target And it's us, whether you blood cripping the folk The rate that they killing young brothers off is no joke And the system upon which they judge us on is broke And politicians sell hope in the time in which we lost it But we buy into the BS Go and cop us some BS Cause, cause wanna ball like Fizz Ed and Recess But it's not a game and they ain't playing the same Stack a little change and invest in the change Time to bring back Black Wall Street and Black Market Boycott big businesses and black ball them Quit stalling If we want better for ourselves We gotta quit depending on others and get it for ourselves Are you waiting on they heaven? I suggest you give them hell Welcome back to the Hour of Hope. Uh, it's your big head brother like no other, Michael Hayes. Yo, 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 man. We about to get real for a minute again. WDRB. 
bring a double inspiration and information. Thank you for allowing us to do what we do with our hope. And now it's time for our Hope for the Future segment. And today joining us is one of our regulars, of course, D.D. Say what's up, D.D. What's up, what's up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And of course, I have my son, my man, Javion. Say what's up, Javion. What's up, what's up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, you know, we just got through talking about black history. And so let me share with this. Let me share something first so y'all can understand the uh, our perspective of black history. Because right. me, uh, uh, Mr. Taj, y'all know him, Mr. One Five, right. and Miss Karen, we were saying that we believe, we don't believe in Black History Month, right? right? We believe that black history should be, it's black 365. We always For learn sure. about our culture, For like sure. we do in Yamosa, right? Sure. So I want to know your perspective of Black History Month and, you know, what you desire from it that your school represented. Let's just have a conversation about what it means to you all. Um, Black History Month is especially an important thing in my school right now. Um, it's like literally the only month where we have like just black studies and like ELA um, and social studies. Um, we're actually reading this book in ELA called The Brown Girl Dreaming, and it's like a real amazing book. It's not just focusing on the slaves and what happened to the slaves. It's mm. focusing on black achievements, and it's focusing on, like, when when it was back in the day, like, how they played outside and, like, the chicken and the food. Like, it's okay. a real culture thing, and I love it. Um, so you say they don't focus on slavery yeah. or... Dr. King, Rosa Parks, or yeah, Frederick Douglass. They're not focusing on that. They're wow. focusing on the achievements and all the good things that it comes about being black. Okay. Behind the black history. All right. you know? So it's like a positive thing instead of always that negative stuff. Oh, man, that's awesome. Well, yeah. congratulations. Yes, ma'am. Right, so you are in the, you at Earl Middle School. Yes, eighth, eighth grade. grade. JV, you at the elementary school, Lucy Harry. Mm-hmm. So what are you all doing? Not much, because, I mean, like, there's always, like, a couple black kids talking on the announcements about, like, some famous black person. Mm-hmm. And I think I get to do it on the 22nd. Okay, congratulations. Yeah, one day in a, yeah, um, in a couple weeks. So, yeah, it's going to be me, Jason, Tazaya. And it, but I think Black History Month, like, when it's celebrated, I feel like it's too short because they do the shortest. Shortest month of the year. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, um, I... I do you guys get enough of your black history stuff when you do come to your Moses? Do you feel like yes. the oh, yes. culture? Yeah. I mean, we're surrounded by black people. It's hard <laughs> not to get stuff, you know? <laughs> That's a beautiful thing. And so what can we do to to enhance this opportunity to, to share black culture, not just only with black students, but I think it's very important that white students know definitely, the contributions, definitely. right? So they don't think that it's just a slave thing or a master yeah. thing, you know? Because that's what they think right yeah. now in school. I mean, they bring it up all the time. They sing racist songs. They call, mm. like, and it's like a joke now. Like, it's a joke to the black kids now. Like, when kids are calling them monkeys and stuff like mm. that. And I'm like, yo, that is not a joke. No, like, it that's is not. literally serious. Yeah. So it's hard for me because I try to not flip my lid when I hear stuff like that because I know like they're kids, but yeah. like they don't really know the the history behind that. Right. Oh man, I can imagine. Do you have the same thing happening? Yeah, it's just, but it's more the black kids than it is of the white kids that call each other monkeys. Really? Yeah. Well, you're in elementary school, and yeah. we do what we see and we think it's funny without really knowing. But I will say this. Um, you do have a teacher there that's reaching out to the community. Uh, you know, I performed at the Martin Luther King breakfast with the choir, and they're trying to bring that program to your school. 
uh, for, cele for celebration, you know, celebratory purposes. But Miss Casey is the one that probably gets most of it. Miss Casey, not, of course. She's not even a teacher. She's more of a... Um, Ain't she a teacher's assistant? Yeah, she's a teacher's assistant. Mm -hmm. But, like, she's more of, like, a a substitute. Like, say, the teacher's gone, she'll substitute you for, like, an hour or two. It looks like to me she's more than that. She seems to be like a yeah, mother of the school. Yeah. You know, particularly when it comes to the black kids. Yeah. I, I've been a Lucian Center my whole life. So. Yeah. Yeah, she's been there for me the whole time I've been there since kindergarten. It's great to have a black mother that against, understands you and pushes you to be great, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Definitely. It's definitely. Like when I, oh, no, it's fine. Whenever I flip my lid, like she'll just come and I'll go with her wherever she goes. And like, say you have ISS. You'll go to Miss um, King's office, but she'll be the one watching you and stuff. Yeah. It's great to have somebody at your school that you feel comfortable with. Um, at my school, it's not really much black teachers at all. How we many have, is it? We have one black teacher, and mm. he's a PE teacher. So right. that's kind of shaky because he doesn't really teach any classes. He mm. just, you know, tells to run, and we play games. Right. But it's definitely, definitely a major thing to have somebody that you feel comfortable with at your school because you don't want to feel like everybody in that school is out to get you, you know? Yeah. You want to have a safe space or somewhere to yeah. go. And they don't let you interact with other students when you flip your list. So right. it's like, where do I gonna go? Because everybody is kind of taking me off. Mm -hmm. And now it's like, I'm surrounded by all these people. And it's mm -hmm. like, do anybody, any of y'all really don't see my struggles? Because, like I said, um, I'm a black African-American student and you guys are all white. So it's like, y'all looking um, on the outside, looking in. And I'm looking on the inside, looking out, and it's really complicated. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you don't feel safe. Yeah. Sometimes you don't feel validated. Definitely. Yeah. And, and then you have teachers who don't understand that sometimes, you know, like the joke. Right. Right. Like, and you have, actually, I'm glad you brought that up. You have several teachers that don't understand how, like, some, some black kids act, mm -hmm. you know, because we're different. Mm -hmm. We're going to be different. Mm -hmm. Um and we have a different way of going about things. Like, um, some black kids are loud, some can be quiet, but mm -hmm. doesn't mean that's anything wrong with them right. because they're loud, laughing, having fun. It I doesn't agree. mean anything wrong with them because they're quiet. Mm -hmm. But what they often mistake us as far as like trouble kids or or misfunctioning kids because we're loud, yeah. laughing, and you know, want to be the life of the party, mm -hmm. right? So. When, when stuff like that happens, what they do is I feel like I would want to say they overreact because I have seen plenty of times where one of my friends could be joking and end up saying a joke out loud or something and get some trouble immediately. Like, mm -hmm. it stopped right then mm -hmm. and there, you know? And it's not time or, you know, space for them to explain themselves, you know? So it's just like a punishment off the bat. Right. And nobody really understands how that can feel when you want to explain yourself, you want to advocate for yourself, but you can't because yeah. you don't have the room to. Yeah. Okay, so I, I, I am thankful that um, y'all principal, Mr. Travis Collins, allows Yamoja right. to be a part of your learning and we do our resiliency yeah. circle in the mornings and, you know, all the stuff that we do with the club and then a lot of the kids come here. So I'm thankful for that, but hopefully we get this opportunity for more schools and more principals and more administration to understand that black representation for black students is very important so they can see black 365. And in my school, it's only a certain amount of black studies you can really teach. Right. And I feel like that's one of the major problems is because some kids don't really understand black studies or black history mm -hmm. month. 
and like some black students don't really understand black history month they feel like it's a a month where you celebrate black people Mm -hmm. which is true but it's the month where you celebrate black people and it's history you know Mm -hmm. so and the accomplishments yeah definitely definitely and i really like i really wish that we had that in the school to where we can sit up there in class and like oh this black person did this or this black person made the light bulb or something Mm -hmm. like that you know like a big achievement y'all here drop that light bulb on you (laughs) y'all here so don't, don't just think it's all thomas edison Hey, look, we got to wrap it up. Uh, uh, hope for the future. Man, thank y'all. Jay, you want to leave him with something? No, I'm good. Okay. Dina, you want to leave leave the world with something? Um, Don't be afraid to be yourself. Whoo! Y'all heard it. It's hope for the future. We'll be right back. Yo! Concern it. Why don't you listen and learn? That once was strong, but you to society, even that's turned wrong. Hey, it's cool to look bummy and be a dumb dummy and disrespect your mommy. Have you forgotten? Who put you on this earth, huh? Who put you out and who loved you since your birth? Reward is a brainwashed kid going wild. Young little girls already have a child. Bad company. Hey, now you've been framed. The parents have hurt it. Hurt it and ashamed. For ruining yourself. And your mommy can't cope. Hey, little kids don't follow these dopes. As a rule from a non-fool. Your life don't drool. Don't be a fool like those that don't go to school. Get ahead and accomplish things. You'll see the wonder and the joy life brings. Don't admire these Hey, they don't admire you. Their time's limited. Hard rocks too. So listen, be strong. Scream, whoopee doo. Go for yours, cause dreams come true. And you'll make your mommy so sorry. proud of you too. And this is the message that the ruler you know, Rick threw. You know and it's true. What? You know what? Kid, walk straight, master your high. Why? Because you make your family cry. And all jokes aside, are you in good health? Hey, little boy. Now, have you really checked yourself? You're a disgust. You know, someone that I can't trust. You steal Mars welfare. And you'd run and buy some dust and. Plus, Big shot, you're not. Your friends are talking, and I'm hearing that your girls are what? You didn't know? Go steal and raw. Go get a suit for a job. You see, you're acting like this urge is demanding. Come on, wake up. Have some understanding. Society's a weak excuse for a man. It's time for the right time to take the stand. Believe it or not, the Lord still shines on you. He guides you. And he watched you as you grew. Plus, that's the age of, of a little child. That's true. But folks your age don't act like you do. So, and put the boy to a halt. And if you're over 18, I wish you'd act like an adult. Don't live in a world of hate. Hey, hey, pull yourself together right? and get yourself straight. Men don't steal. Hey, most don't borrow. And if you smoke crack, your kids will smoke crack tomorrow. So be more mature. And kids, do your chores. Make your own money. Hey, be proud, that's yours. You know why? Cause
possess a man That's brains, no spite Staying out of trouble When it comes in sight And a man never loses a fight In God's sight Cause righteous laws are overdue And this is a message that the ruler you know, Rick threw And it's true you know it's your big head brother like no other. It's your man Michael Hayes. Welcome back to the Hour of Hope. Uh, man, you just got through hearing from our youth, uh, Hope for the Future Youth. Um, and Didi left us with some powerful words. He said it's nothing wrong with us just being ourselves, being who we are called to be, being we are designed to do great things. God is, he, he has made us to do great things. And, um, so, so before I leave, man, I want to share something with y'all. All right. So I am an ordained minister. Um, been a minister for a few years now. You know, people, people might not believe that because I don't walk around suited and booted, you know, all day. I actually walk around with a hoodie on most of the time with some Timberland boots during the fall and winter, you know, springtime. I'm wearing, you know, some forces or something. I know I'm an old cat, but you know, <laughs> I'm not always in a suit. I do wear a suit and I have to go to court to advocate for um, our community members, specifically our young people. Uh, well, not, you know, not just them. I, I go to court and I do a lot of, um, I do a lot of forensic peer support services. Um, uh, I wear a suit sometime when I have to have a important meeting, but you know, I love the fact that I can go meet with our sheriff and I can wear my Tims and some bell-bottom Levi's, you know what I mean, camouflage jacket, and of course my ever-present uh, brown hat. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> so, um, but I, I want to leave y'all with this, man, because, you know, we're talking Black History Month. Um, and, you know, I, I believe Black 365, but, you know, we're talking reparations. We talk uh, restoring people and repenting from, from stuff. You know, we have this great opportunity right now in this day and age, as divisive as the world is, we have this great opportunity to bring people together. Mm -hmm. um, a couple of weeks ago, you know, I was invited to preach at a church, and now I have about three other churches lined up. And now we just, you know, after I preached the first at the first church, and it was, you know, predominantly white uh, religious institution that I had the opportunity to preach and my whole sermon was really based upon us getting back to love so now um you know Yamoja and our kids myself my son uh, my sister we are going we, we are starting off uh a get back to love tour the get back to love tour we are going to different churches and we are preaching about what it would look like and we would get back to the love that Christ left us with in uh, John chapter 15, verse 12, uh, Jesus said, This is my commandment, that we love one another as I love you. That ye love one another as I love you. Greater love have no man than that a man lay down his life for his friends. Greater love has no man than that of a man that will lay down his life for his friends. I haven't met a lot of you that's listening. I call you friend. I call you friend even if I hadn't met you. If you've done something wrong against me and you're my enemy, biblically it still states for us to love our enemies. Ty, so if we talking love, we talking about with an agape love that has no conditions. There we go. So if we were to do that, if we were to do that, then your race is not going to matter. 
Your political preference won't, won't matter, right? It all the all the other stuff doesn't matter. Unconditional, unconditional love. agape love. I have a Christ-like love for you, so I call you friend. That means I don't care what background you come from. I don't care your political standing. I don't care your monetary standing. None of that matters to me. None of I that. I don't care what wrongs you've done. What what sins you may have committed. I don't care what your uh, what your mind frame is, mm-hmm. what your physical health looks mm-hmm. like, what your mental health Come looks on. like. I don't care about Come on. none of that. I, I love, love you. you. No conditions. So let's get back to love tour. Um, if you'd like for me to come to, you know, speak to your religious institution or your spiritual institution, Give me a call, 828-490-5774, 828-490-5774, or you can email me at Yamoja, H-W-J, Collective, that's U-M-O-J-A, H-W-J, Collective, at gmail.com, uh, or you can check us out on our other social media platforms. All would also be Yamoja, so Twitter. TikTok, Facebook, yeah. Instagram, all you moja, U-M-O-J-A-H-W-J. Hit us up. Um, we would love to come and present and just have this conversation of getting back to love. It's the Get Back to Love Tour. This has been your hour of hope. It's your big hair brother like no other. It's your man, Michael Hayes. I want to thank you for allowing me to be a part of your Saturday. You can check us out every Saturday at 1 o'clock. On our different uh, platforms, Apple Music, uh, iTunes, um, Streamer. See, so you know, check us out, man. Tune in. Um, I love you guys, and I want to leave you with this. This, this is this is the last thing I'm gonna leave you with. Black history is our history. Black history is our history. Black 365. The contributions to our culture, the contributions to our society, the contributions universally uh, have been overlooked. So it's time for us to refocus and uh, really give um, props where props are due. I love you all. Give me DRB, the voice of the community. Thank you for having us. This is the Hour of Hope. I'll see you guys next Saturday. Peace. Been in the midst of sorrow.